Score at the end of two periods here in game two of the Hockey East opening round at Merrimack, UNH and Merrimack. The score is UNH 2, Merrimack 1. UNH with a one to nothing lead in the series, and they are 20 minutes away from ending the series and posting a 2 nothing series win and moving on to the next round and ending Merrimack's season. I'm Mike Mackney with John Leahy. This second admission is brought to you by Merrimack Graduate School, where at Merrimack you can earn your master's degree in just one year. Merrimack offers graduate programs in business, science and engineering, and education and social policy. Log on to merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. Our guest here, Mike McMahon from the Mac Report, the Eagle Tribune as well, and College Hockey News. And Mike, you kind of had the feeling that first period where Merrimack came out storming, especially in the first half of the period, only had the one goal to show for it, that it could come back to bite them. And as it stands right now, unless they're able to reverse the course here in the third period, that'll be true. Yeah, very similar to last night. I mean, Merrimack, same thing, came out, I thought, had the better of the play uh, last night and tonight, for at least the first ten minutes here tonight especially, and they get the one goal out of it, uh, but UNH since then doing a much better job keeping the money they got of the, the high percentage areas. Something that, that Merrimack did a really good job of last night. Not only did they have 45 shots, whatever it was, a lot of them were from grade A. I mean, there was some they were on the inside of the slot, but Danny Toronto played really well. Tonight, UNH is a team doing a much better job, especially in the second period, keeping Merrimack to the outside, because I, I, there's no time of possession in, in college hockey anyway, but uh, it, it seems like Merrimack has had more zone time in this game, but not able to do nearly as uh, enough with it, and not as much as what they were able to do with some of it last night. You know, a one-goal lead at any point in the game shouldn't be insurmountable, but I think that the way that second period ended, especially the second half, has got to be a bit of a cause for concern for uh, for Merrimack fans, because UNH, you, you can tell that they can sense it, that they're that much closer. They're playing like a very confident team, uh, getting better chances as the period went along, having the puck in Merrimack zone much longer. Merrimack got far fewer chances, I think, in the second half of that period than they did in the first half, and now the third period, it's an uphill battle, even though they're only down by one. The pressure is strong. The pressure is there. I think they've got to get the next goal. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I, I think you're at a point now, third period, uh, in a one-goal playoff game, I guess it's, it's a next-goal win type of scenario. A next goal, not next goal win, well, next goal wins if it's UNH and scores it, for sure. Uh, I definitely think they need the next goal here. I mean, because you're going to run out of time. I mean, you only got 20 minutes left, and you've only scored two goals here in the first, uh, you know, 100 minutes of this of this series. So, uh, Merrimack needs the next one. I think that it's they're in a weird spot because they're playing well in terms of possession. They're just not doing much with it. So uh, they're doing some things well, some things not so well. And they've got to find ways to get on the inside more. Uh, and, and then it's, I mean, we've talked about it all year, but getting to those spots where you can get the traffic and get to rebounds. You look at, at, at some of the goals UNH has scored this weekend. Uh, their first goal last night in transition, but Kelleher going to the net gets there on a, on a rebound off the border, also the shot. I mean, it's those, those second and third chances are the ones that are going to go in, especially at this time of year. And, and that's what I think Merrimack's done a, a good enough job with so far in the series, really, especially tonight, uh, but in the series in general is getting those second chances. You know, I think a lot of it has to do with attitude and, uh, you know, having that positive attitude. And, and you could look at that second period and, and uh, get discouraged. At the same time, you know, we were talking at the end of the first period and it felt like none of the bounces were going Merrimack's way, but they were almost all going UNH's way, including some penalty calls that Merrimack was upset with, thought there should have been a call just before the second goal. Uh, you know, and obviously the bounce on the first goal, the shot that uh, Volk would probably would like to have back. But you look at that second period, 
there are some opportunities there. You know, the, the save that Vogler made, the shot that uh, deflected just went over the net, could have ended up in the net. You know, uh, the, 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 the deflection Podorowski had off the draw and the shot off the draw, you know, that could have been a goal as well. I think if you're Merrimack, you look at this and say, you know what, boys, we're, I mean, in a way, we're fortunate here to be in a one goal game here. We could be down by a few, we could be down and out. So uh, go out in the third period and make the most of it. So I, I think attitude may have a lot to do it. And we're going to find out a lot, about, a lot about this team, too, where they've been times this year that they look like they made this rink their own rink and, and were uh, a tough team to play. There have been other teams, there have been other times this year when, uh, surprisingly, they weren't. We're going to find out in this third period. Yeah, you know, I think both teams have had stretches like that because, I mean, you can look at the first 10 minutes and Merrimack only scored the one goal, but you can certainly tell the UNH is, is at the time, probably feeling fortunate to get out of that with only one goal. I think shots, shots were 10-3 only about eight minutes into this game. So Merrimack's putting over a shot per minute on goal, uh, clearly attempting more than that. Uh, and Toronto made some tough saves there. So uh, they come out of that stretch probably fortunate to, to be behind one nothing. And now you get here in the end of the second period and the way the, the game has evolved, Merrimack probably fortunate to be down 2-1. So uh, both teams had, had little stretches like that. I, I think UNH, UNH is in terms of their luck was over a shorter period of time. I mean, it was really only the, the first 10 or so minutes of that first period is where Merrimack really controlled the play. Uh, and then since then, it's been a lot more even. All right, so I guess the big question then here is with the third period coming up, uh, what do both teams need to do? What are they looking to do? You know, I, I think you're going to see UNH uh, play a little more defensively, a little more cautiously. Uh, you know, they, they haven't controlled a lot of the possession in this series, not only this weekend, but even in the games here earlier this year. So uh, I think Merrimack's going to have some zone time. I think they're going to have the puck probably in the offensive zone for a majority of the period. That's just how the, the periods against UNH have, have shaped up this year. I think they got to keep doing what they're doing in terms of keeping Merrimack to the outside. And really, you know, for Merrimack, it's just getting by that somehow. Not only getting pucks in the neck, getting get bodies there for rebounds. This is the type of game, and, and we've seen it uh, a lot of times during the second half, where it's going to take one of those goals that uh, bounces around like a pinball in front, might hit a couple guys and hit a skate, and then ends up on somebody's stick, or a uh, rebound type goal, or at least a puck through a screen or something. Uh, it's going to be something in the net front. Their man needs to do a better job of getting there. UNH has to do a, continue to do a good job of keeping them away from there, because they've done so tonight. You know, I feel like when you're in a situation like this, where you're, the, you know, you're a goal away, basically, from having your season end, that's where you need the leaders on your team, right, to step up. The seniors especially, you need those guys to step up, uh, you know, and that's what I'd be looking for here in the third period. Uh, from, the pressure's not so much on UNH at this point, uh, you know, because they know that whatever happens, their season doesn't end tonight. Pressure's on for Merrimack. Uh, you would expect to see them come out in the third period and play that way and especially have those guys lead the way and, uh, and playing the way and say, you know, playing the way that we talked about and, you know, if uh, if you do that and you end up losing, you say so be it. But but you got you got to I guess you know if anything good, go down fighting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you get three freshman forwards in this lineup that are all looking at their last 20 minutes here potentially uh, if they don't do something with it. And not only is it three freshmen, uh, three senior forwards, but three senior forwards that have scored a lot for this team over the course of this year. Uh, you know, and they've been quiet this weekend. They've been very quiet this weekend. Yeah. So uh, I, I do think you look towards those guys, and I think that uh, not only are are the, the people in the building looking to those guys right now, you might have some guys in the locker room that look at those guys as well. It's a little bit of a different situation than they were in last year, right? They pulled the upset in the first round. It was very almost the polar opposite, to be honest with you. That's true, but also, in the you figure when they were at the point last year of, of having the season be on the line, and it was that second game against BU, neither of those games really were close. I mean, you knew that BU was going to win that series, as opposed to, you know, there wasn't an opportunity to say, okay, third period here, game's on the line, you know, let's, uh, you know, pull together and, you know, gut check time and so on. 
they are in that situation now. And they've been in that situation, I think, for the last two or three weeks, and we've seen what they've been able to do. I mean, four extra attacker goals. Uh, up until last night, four extra attacker goals. The last four times that they needed one. Uh, and, and really, I mean, you look at where they were in, in back at the beginning of February, they were in a spot where they needed to get some wins. So you could almost sort of say that their playoffs started a couple of weeks ago because they needed to put some wins together, uh, not only get home ice, just to climb out of 11th or 10th, wherever they were. And uh, They were able to do so. So they've shown the ability to come back in some games just whether they can do it in this situation against a team that, while they possess the puck well, has, has played them well defensively most of the weekend. Great, absolutely, Mike. Thanks for your time. We appreciate it. And uh, uh, folks, check out his work at themacreport.com, Call Chucky News, and also the Eagle Tribune. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Mike McMahon, our guest here in the second intermission. Score at the end of two, UNH two. Merrimack one. Merrimack 20 minutes away from having their season end. UNH 20 minutes away from moving on to the next round of the playoffs. We're back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.